Thank you for joining us for this episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. People like me, Michelle Kane with Voice Matters, and my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hello, Karen. How are you doing this week? I'm doing great, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Yes, yes. As this as this episode airs, we're hitting that mid-August stride, which means change for so many. For some of us, it means leave me alone. I am still having summer. But for others, it means going back to college, getting ready to go back to school, or just getting ready to go enter another rhythm of life. But that sort of speaks to what we're going to talk about today, where our topic is uh, the PR migration. And just things that we're seeing amongst our colleagues and in PR in general. You know, many people are pivoting away from PR or just starting to dabble in other fields like education or maybe even something completely different. So we thought, hey, let's talk about this and see what uh, what we might be able to uh, encourage our listeners. Yeah, it, isn't it interesting? I'm seeing... I get a lot of emails now from PR people that are selling services to PR people rather than doing PR. So I'm not sure what's behind the number of PR people that are still in the prime of their working years, still have lots of road ahead of them that are like, I'm PR, let me pivot over to something else. If it's just a genuine shift that we're seeing because maybe it's been driven by the climate that we're in. It could be. It could be. And, you know, it could be just a a certain number of people are just feeling that that need to shift. I know, you know, sometimes even within a job, right, every few years or so, you just need a little something new, a little different challenge to keep keep life interesting for yourself. And, And I wonder how many of our listeners are having those moments of kind of putting their head up and going, huh. Well, what else could I be doing? That's such a great point. You're right that in a traditional job, you don't typically do the exact same job for, you know, year after year after year after year. Your responsibilities shift, you get a different role, you change companies, something something changes to keep you on your toes and refreshed. And so yeah. it could be that. Although I have to say that, you know, Given some of the challenges that we face today, I can certainly understand those people that are leaving the profession because it's just become really difficult mm. to succeed. Um, you know, <laughs> great example, I Forbes now has a policy. It does not, you know, there's different brands of Forbes, but Forbes has this policy now that if they put out a query, they do not want anyone except for the expert to respond. They will not take pictures from PR people and they call out PR people specifically. So they say PR people do not pitch us, but ask your source to contact us directly per Forbes policy. So that's an interesting shift. And one I hope doesn't spread to other outlets. I also almost think Sure. Good luck with that. Right. (laughs) Journalists take for granted the amount of value that we truly do bring to that relationship and some of the things that we control and avoid to make sure that they get the very best piece of information possible and that they, that communications are streamlined. I think that they are seeing us 
maybe as an annoyance, but. Oh, just wait, Forbes. We know the backstory <laughs> on a lot of these things. So, yeah, I mean, I could particularly see people poking their head up and going, okay, what else is out there? So we're seeing, yeah. you know, what are you seeing? I'm seeing people do things like sell everything from business development for PR people. So they're PR salespeople who want to sell you on how to to sell clients on your behalf or things like, you know, tools that we use from databases to, you know, pitch tools to, you know, all kinds of things that we utilize. I'm seeing a lot more of that. Yeah. And can we just do a shout out to some of those, um, those companies, Uh, solo PR pros are not really into buying at the enterprise level. We are solo shops. Yes. We would love to be your customer, but there's usually maybe one, two, three, maybe five of us. So just think if you get 10 solos to buy your product at a decent price point, oh, there's your enterprise. Anyway, I'll rant off. (laughs) I I agree. We could do an entire episode on the PR industry and the tools market. And and the PR industry in general, I, it's, very unfortunate that in so many instances, everything is directed to large agencies or in-house PR people. Yeah, We just get overlooked quite a bit. And that's, that's very sad because we do the same job yeah. and we deliver value just like everyone else. And a lot mm-hmm. of times we're serving those very big companies, which gives us the power to make referrals and yeah. to make recommendations. So yeah, yeah. that's too bad. Yeah. And, and I think maybe a lot of these pivots, like you like you said, has a lot to do with the way that you know, pure PR has changed um, yeah. for many years now. It's become, you know, it's grown to be an integrated process. So, you know, if if you're a PR pro who just really isn't interested in, in learning about digital marketing or and any of the integrated pieces, then yeah, it's it definitely would be a season to say, hmm, you know, what where can I transfer these skills? How can I how can I do that? Is it time to do some teaching? Is it time to I don't know. I mean we know a couple of our, our colleagues. Yeah. We have people that are writing books, yeah. that are doing courses, that are becoming coaches for PR people. Yeah becoming consultants in some other way, or, you know, becoming, you know, going over to the media side and becoming journalists in an area of specialty. We even have a couple of solo PR pros that are running for office, which is really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the great thing about communications is that it's such a fantastic skill set that really allows you to leverage that in, in any other position that you would choose to create for yourself, or if you're choosing to go and work a traditional job, it just, there's so many skill sets, you know, our crisis management skills, our strategic skills, our storytelling ability. I mean, there are just so many things that we do that are so important across the board. And so I feel like in terms of our careers, we, we have a lot of options that are open to us. Yeah. Yeah. I even, I even think, and of course this partly falls under the PR umbrella, but I was thinking this morning of, of uh, a, a situation I'm dealing with, of, you know, even in the, the nonprofit world of, of dealing with sponsors of, you know, how certain things that you might 
say yes to, how that can color your perception to others and, and you know, just, just ways to make your systems better, your thought processes better. These are all of the bases that we cover in PR, whether it's an outright uh, deliverable to our clients, but I mean, come on, it's who we are. We're always doing it anyway. <laughs> yes, we are. Troubleshooting. Really great. I, yeah. What are some of the more interesting, I'm trying to think of some of the more interesting pivots that I've seen outside of, you know, becoming a politician is definitely, but I guess, you know, really that feels adjacent in some ways yeah. as well. Yeah. What would you do, Michelle? Oh, what my would you gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. What, what do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> I, I joke that I want to be a lady who lunches someday who just does this stuff for fun, but that's a whole different aspiration. Yes. <laughs> you know, you I know. think there are a lot of pros on any given day who would join you in that. In <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, that might be, be but realistic, being realistic, you know, I don't know, maybe something in education, just, I don't, there's something in me that always pulls towards that world even counseling to a certain degree. These are all career choices that I dallied with. I knew for myself that I didn't quite have the temperament to do the whole full day in a classroom situation, you know, that kind of teaching. Similarly, when I was younger, I shifted from being a psych major to, duh, what you're good at writing. (laughs) Partly because I knew I didn't have it in me at that time to be any kind of counselor. (laughs) I love that. And so many solo PR pros do teach. We have a lot of educators, some that have moved towards doing that more than, you know, PR for clients, which, you know, I just think that there's such a, there's such a value to, you know, the education industry, but yeah, we have a lot of educators. I think that that's natural. I think that most PR pros really have that ability to teach Um, We do quite a bit of education in our work. And so I think that that feels like a natural fit for so many people. That's so true. Well, how about you? Outside of being something in in the dog industry, I would love to do that. You know, know, I have plans to open some kind of a cafe where um, owners can not just dine with their dogs, but where it's like (gasps) a combo doggy day camp, cafe where people can relax and meet friends, but their dogs can have a concierge and be taken care of. Um, I love that. I love that. And then in the shorter term, I'm working on courses and stuff too. I love to, you know, do more content creation and again, teaching, sharing, right? Yeah, right. Helping others with their careers. Yeah, so true. So true. Sidebar about the dog combo thing. I once told my groomer, I said, you know what? You need to open up a day spa <laughs> so that when my dog's getting groomed, I get like a little mini facial. And I love that. We all have a day at the spa. <laughs> Not just There's this a guy. lot written about the dog economy, as they're calling dog it. Economy. We're spending a lot on our fur babies. and. More and more people are really, you know, embracing. Thank you, everyone who's doing that. Dogs is really, truly being a part of our family. So, yeah, there's big opportunities in that market. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah, there's, I think that's the beautiful thing about what we do, because we don't come to our desks every day and move widgets from one page to the next. Our jobs are really creative. So that lends itself to transferring that whole mindset to everything you do, you know? Yes. It really does. So, and, and, you know, the beautiful thing about doing this line of work is you may discover some hidden talents along the way that you never realized it, depending, let's say you're pitching a certain story about a certain company or their new initiative, or maybe it's a nonprofit, just think how big your world gets. So if you're not thinking about a pivot now, start thinking in that way of, okay, you know, these people that I meet, it's not just, all right, I'll do this thing. And then next, Hey, you know, if you really need to, you know, follow up with that person and learn more about what they do just because it interested you. Yeah. And we, we certainly have it. We've even had people as guests on our shows, major comes to mind. She has a popcorn. She still does PR, but she has a very successful popcorn company. By the way, she's got a new flavor out. So go check her out. So (laughs) it's really the limit. If you have something else that you're interested in, by all means, you can pursue it in addition to doing PR. And some of us pursue, you know, we we have our own side gigs because for me, I, I think of my side gig as something that I want to pivot to in retirement right. and, you know, move away from the day-to-day client work and move over into doing something a little bit different. So yeah, there's lots of interesting examples out there. And I think that we should all be thinking about that. And with this economy, it's been a wake up call for, I think, for a lot of people that it does, it's very helpful to have multiple revenue streams. And that's Mm -hmm. always been the case, but there are ways to achieve that. You can achieve that through investing, of course, but it it doesn't hurt to have like a, a plan B for yourself. Right. No, that's so true. It's it's interesting. Just this last week, I have made myself be more conscious about doing more voiceover auditions just because, you know, it's, yeah, it's to the point where the, you know, the mechanisms are in place that it's not so arduous. Before I would have to print out the script and hook up my Yeti. And now it's like, oh, let me plug in my headphone here and bing, bang, boom. And, you know, just say to myself, well, dumb, Michelle, you can do that in the first 15 minutes of your day. Now, did I do it today? No. <laughs> I love that though, because it's okay. so perfect for that. Oh, that's sweet. And you're right. There are so many different um, avenues and channels right now that yeah. are looking for that. So yeah. Yeah. that's so perfect. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm so here for it. Um, uh, we'll say, we'll say. But I see too, I've seen some people, they're not, PR pros per se, but they're in the comms business, just either niching down on what they do. Yes. uh, As opposed to being something for everyone, you know, they're deciding really. And I think too, it's probably a combination of post pandemic, the economy, everything just really determining, you know what, this is, we do really well. We want to focus on this. And, and with that comes opportunity for collaboration to fill those gaps that, it's, it's not to say, well, we only do this. Definitely. Well, Katie Booz, great example of yes. that. Really found that she loved the thought leadership. And so yeah. she specializes in that. That's yeah. what she does. She doesn't do any of the other things anymore. She specializes in that. 
Helen Nail is someone that I met through Lunch Club. She's a PR pro, not in the US, but in the UK. She also made a pivot into thought leadership in a different way where she started out hosting these video interviews with CEOs and enterprise leaders. And now she's turned that into a whole thing. So she has a studio and that's all she does. That's fantastic. Leadership. So I, you know, there's, we should have Helen on the program one day too, to talk about it. And solo like our audience. So yeah, there's so many creative things that we can do. We're, we have so many talents that we can use them in so many different ways. Yeah, we do. We do. And, and I think it could be an, an instance of, okay, we've all been through a lot in these last several years. And it, it, it kind of feels like the vibe is, okay, let's, let's stop and take a beat and take a breath and see, okay, where am I? I made it through, I think. <laughs> and, and just kind of check in with ourselves. And I think that's good to do periodically, no matter what's happening. But I realize we're all coming out of some serious survival mode. But we just wanted to get you all thinking today. So if hopefully this has inspired you, we say that every week, because we always try to inspire you. But we really do want to hear from you. What would you want to do if you could do anything in your next career pivot? Hit us up at soloprpro.com. Share this around. Talk about it with your friends. Until next time, thanks for listening to That Solo Life. Mm